I've got four words for you this week, Cash Chasers. Spanish Amoroso Sherry Butts. Just part of the genius behind the Abelor Abunad we're tasting in this episode. Wait until you hear just how much a few drops of water really opens up this whiskey. Now naturally, we continue that conversation on with the types of barrels and the influence they have on the character of a whiskey rolling around inside. Also, when you're tasting a whiskey, have you ever struggled to pull out the exact notes? We're going to discuss the difference between tasting and truly experiencing a whiskey. So pour a dram and settle in. This is the Cash Chasers Podcast. Right, cash chasers. This is a this is a big week for us. We have a really exciting whiskey to taste this week. And Bobby, this is yours, right, buddy? Yeah. And oh, yeah. I, I, let me first off thank you for sharing because this one I've never had this one. I'm excited. You guys have talked about this a lot. Uh, let's get to it. The Abalor. The Abalor Abu Nad. Whoa. Specifically, <laughs> he, Abu says Nad. he says it's that He says that funny. Right. <laughs> I can't say anything else, but I can say the Abelor Abu Dhabi. I'll tell you what, I'm probably saying that wrong. So, um, yeah, so the Abelor Abunad. So it is a cast strength, 67%. And depending on the batch, this is batch 58. Okay. Um, which is a great, there's, there's some really good ones in the past, but this is a good one. Um, cool story behind it, which I'll get into, but it's a Highland single malt, Scotch whiskey. Matured in Spanish, Oloroso sherry butts. Whoa. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Oloroso sherry, sherry butt butts. right here. Sherry butts. Tell me a little bit about that. A sherry butt is what the people that make sherry call a barrel. Oh, really? Yeah. Fancy it's, bastards. Wow. <laughs> Just another word for a barrel. <laughs> oh, man. See? It, make, it makes you feel a little dirty when you say it. It's a little fun. Yeah, it's a little... <laughs> So it's yeah. not what I was expecting. I was expecting something, something revolutionary. Deep and, you know, no. It's like when you call a donkey an ass. You just uh, give a little giggle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Different places call their barrels different things. Really? Um, yeah, America, we're barrel. You know, okay. America, <laughs> Scotland, it's cask. Jeez, um, I think what's uh, what's uh, ports called something special too. I'm going to look that up real quick. Let me go mm. through my notes real quick. We use notes because we're not as cool as you think we are <laughs> about what we know. We're well prepared. You know Is what it I mean? Not just a port barrel. No, it's a, a Madeira. Uh, it's called a drum, specifically. Oh. Yeah, um, rum is a punchion. Punchion. I'm saying that wrong. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. And there's other ones. If you want to correct us on that, go for it. Yeah. Somebody in the world of rum is going to be like, wait a second. So anyway, so cool story behind this. So Avalor, amazing, amazing whiskey by far. Um, the Abunads may be one of my favorite and not because it's a, it's a sherry bomb. So in the world of scotch, um, when you hear a sherry bomb, that means the flavor content of it, the sherry aspects of it are really deep and, and that deep, dark, nutty root or rooty and fruit smell or taste is going to be bold in this thing. If you've ever had a sherry. Um, so, and it being cast strength, meaning it's just right from the cask, no water added. Um, I do add a wa- little water to this from time to time, but, when we taste something, we're going to taste it right from the bottle. So, cool story behind this. I'm going to I'm going to uh, paraphrase a little bit because I don't have the exacts in front of me. But uh, a, a little while ago, um, back in I believe in the 70s, 
they were extending the building. Abelor was extending its building. And the it might have been before that. It could have been a lot of long time before that. The year's not important. Anyway, so they were extending the building. They were expanding, and they took down a wall, and they found a barrel um, of whiskey. And the head distiller was doing his rounds, and he found the workers who were doing the work basically guzzling down this whiskey. Whoa. And he freaks out. He, he stops them from, you know, you know, doing what they're doing. And he um, – and remember, Avalor, 1870s and when they got their start. So, this stuff is old. Sure. So, he – he runs, he takes it from him. There's a little bit left because these guys have been going to town on it and he replicates it. And this is what the Abelor Abadai is. It's, it's a replicate of that original wow. whiskey. Yeah. Okay. So really cool stuff and a lot of flavor. It's young. I don't know its age statement. It's not that old. Um, it's just the barrels were hand selected, which a lot of good barrels are, right? But there's a lot of love and passion that went into this. And then it's secondary finish, of course, in the Oloroso um, and the butts was, uh, was, What's what made it? What's yeah, what and I, I I want to just say uh, so in general things finished in a in a sherry cask. I'm not really my thing. Mm. I really like this one. Wow. Okay. I really like this. That's one. exciting. So and, and that's hard, that's a hard statement because a lot of especially scotches are finished in a sherry cask. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Actually, before you said you weren't a fan of most things finished in sherry, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In general, not a in fan general, of, yeah. of most things finished. Port port finish. I love a port finish. Yeah. Um, there are things finished in a, in in because like Bobby said, a lot of things that are finished in a barrel, usually the first barrel, the 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 most common barrel is going to be a sherry barrel right. or a sherry cask or whatever. Um, we'll get into nomenclature of those things in a little bit, but um, generally speak, and I should also say I've never had sherry, and okay. I have had port. Okay, I really like port. I I can only assume by having sherry finished things that I'm not really going to like. I, I should just try sherry. Yeah, so really. it's a big statement though from him yeah. to say because yeah, I know I, yeah sherry and and sherry finishes are not yeah. really so my thing. The war of not really war. Nobody's fighting a war. <laughs> the 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 differences. The way two, to over dramatize yeah, it. Man. Gosh, the two big ones are port and cherries. Your port. That's your what the what the what the guys over the pond would say. Uh, your uh, Christmas cake. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that dry fruit. You know. Kind of sugary. It's a, it's a real, real deep, deep real yeah, rich. rich. The, yeah. the sherry is going to be a little lighter, a little more, but rootier. Yes, and yeah. um, more nuts and things like okay. that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I get a little spice in there too, a little pepper. But so we're gonna, the, I mean, we're gonna, we have a great way of figuring out what this tastes like. Um, I know we've been staring at this for a while. So this is one that you and it's it's cast strength. So okay. be careful, but you do want to nose this first. Okay, and it is it is deep. The smell on this thing and. God, I wish you you guys listening could smell this. It smells so good. It does. Oh, wow. Almost like a really strong rose. Like, you, okay. know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, you know what, Bobby? I j- this is one where what you were telling us a couple episodes ago about opening – oh, maybe it was Aaron. I'm sorry. Opening your mouth. Yeah. And, yeah. In, put your nose yeah, in it. Yeah. Inhale through your mouth. Right. It yeah. was Aaron. Yeah. Say, that is so that, – that is so useful here. Yeah. Because it's strong, yeah, it's so strong, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's but the the rose and the I never would have thought of that, but yeah, yeah it just kind of it like just a rose, hits no, me. but very a little yeah. bit. I I I never would have described almost this as as floral at a, all. And then you in said a good that, way. Part of that's just because you said it. Because jerk, I'm going to say this in a bad way, but it's it meant, it's meant to be positive. A dank forest. 
Okay. Like, or a basement. Like a really Is that know, like a dank meme? You know what I mean? Yeah, a dank <laughs> meme. Like a like to something that's been like sitting no, there for you. a while. Mm-hmm. Like they God, you open this door after ten years and wow. this thing's been mildewing or whatever. Yeah. But it's got that very pungent flavor to it. That's so accurate. Yeah. Wow, that's, it, that's why I love it so much. There's there's so much and I love my bourbons, don't get me wrong. But you get into a scotch, you have complexity, and then you get into something like this, and it just goes to a different level. Mm-hmm. Let's taste. Wow. So I wish you all could see Scott's face. I rolled in the back of the head. (laughs) (laughs) Scott looked at his glass (laughs) after he was finished. Like a dark, bitter chocolate. Yes. Yeah. Um, Almost pepper, like a good pepper. Not Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. ground pepper, but like a a heated pepper. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Almost, but, but not the... Not the spice that you don't want, but all the, right, the deepness yeah. so, of it. And so if you like, what you think if you you were in the in the woods, it's wet, and you reach into the ground and ripped a root out and bit into it, which you would want it to taste <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. Not what it tastes like, it, but what the, you want it to taste the like. The pepper or the spice of it overtakes the ethanol. Of and it. I so oh, yeah. I think that's it's part so of much what flavor. I think that's part of what because it's you definitely have that 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 sherry that sherry is definitely in there. I think part of what makes me and and I've talked about different things that um that make me like a a, a port finish or or a, a port blend in a in a rye whiskey will make me like that rye whiskey. And I think what this does whatever the whatever magic voodoo that is going on over there with them replicating this old, old uh, whiskey is it's got that like chocolate is the first thing I taste. Sure. And if you've ever had like one of these, yes. um, one of these ch- like chocolates that have like the spice, pe- the, the yeah, spice right. or pepper yes. in them. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So and, no, I'm go sorry. ahead. Yeah. No, no, I, no. I, I, I was just saying so, cause I didn't have an end to that sentence. Oh, <laughs> I was um, along. And we talked about if you guys, and you did listen to the marketing episode we did. Um, because you're great followers and we love no, you and low, you know, um, loyal. Um, this is non-chill fil- filtered, right? So you you have a lot of friends in the beer beer world, Scott, and they'll you know you chill, chill filtered something. That's a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> it cleans it up, clears it up, Correct. takes the sediment yeah. out. This is not now that there's a lot of sediment in here. There's not, but it has a cloudiness to it that's appealing. You know what I mean? The color to this is rich and amazing. And again, not an eight, not an old whiskey. Right. Right. Um, but still all the complexity is there. So Scott and I, I don't know if you did, I didn't look over there. We just added a little water to ours. No, so no, water. I do that Cause I, I remember yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't, I, I should point out that I haven't tasted this stuff in about a year. It's been about oh. a year since I first tried this. Oh. I, I, I tried Scott's first, first time. Yeah. The, we added water. I want to hear the Scott. spice yeah. is out of the way. And I, I, God. It's okay. on his face. That's I, the, that's, I wish you could, it, I, I want the silence. Don't edit that out or anything because is, that adds to, it's amazing, guys, girls yeah. and guys. It's amazing. <laughs> but what I will say is the, the, for me, the spice has kind of taken a backseat mm-hmm. to whatever else is there. And, it is definitely the complexity has definitely changed with the water. Uh, uh, picking notes is not my strong suit, yeah. and this is one of the main things that I learned from you guys as I've gone along. And I mm-hmm. hope listeners learn from the notes that you guys pick out and how you pick it out. So, something on that note, I made for my wife um, a few Valentine's Day ago. We watched a movie, a little movie you guys may have heard of, um, called A French Kiss, back in the nineties. <laughs> anyway, Meg Ryan. Uh, yeah, so they, they do something cool in the movie. So I made Dana, and she hasn't. You guys can ask. Those listening probably can't. 
unless you know Dana. Uh, my wife, she's wonderful and beautiful. That goes out to her. Mm-hmm. I'm in trouble, you guys. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, out of the doghouse. So, I made her a, um, a smelling box. Oh, okay. And I took different roots, herbs, spices, and I put them in little jars and put them in a box so she could take them. That kind of stuff, if you go to like a spice store or something or buy some stuff, you can buy tasting boxes and it's just smelling stuff you yeah. can get. That'll help you. We smell things every day, but yeah. we, your house and your cabinets and everything are yours. So you smell them every day. It's kind of blind. Then you go into something like an Indian restaurant yeah. and it's very like sure. old and in your face. Nose blind. Go and open up a little bit and then start tasting your whiskey and you'll start to pick things out like, you know, real ginger root or nutmeg versus what's in your, yeah. you know, you know, whatever. But, uh, so there's <laughs> flavors in that that are earthy, deep and, um, I mean, I feel, I feel like in a, in Scotland, it's rainy, it's dusk, and you're okay. sitting in the woods near the water. You're tasting all of that, yeah. and that's what I love. Yeah, the one thing that stuck with me from the like, – again, this is why you tell everyone to kind of taste it and stay quiet for a second because mm-hmm. the second you say something, you influence everyone else. Yeah. Um, for me, I struggle with the notes, and it's something I'm learning and have been learning, and I hope that that translates over to the listeners as well as they learn – but when you said about the the roses, the first thing that came to mind was, yeah, I get the, I almost, get, I get the garden mm. scent, but after it's rained, right? Yeah. Like, a, like, okay, and I, I, that kind of goes back to the last episode because we said the same thing, but I get a similarity to that. I guess the main thing that came out to me was less pepper, less so, spice. So I had somebody tell me one time, and I saw it on a video too, which is really interesting. Tasting and experience something, experiencing, am I saying that right? Something is different than explaining it. When you say it. actual yeah. words, yeah. it's fine. It's, it's different than explaining it. Mm. We experience mm. things visually and flavor and sometimes it's just hard to tell. Yeah. Like a first, I'm going to be cheesy. You right? right? I'm, I'm a first so kiss. excited. Mm. Explain that. I can't. You know what I mean? When I get there, I will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you see, you see, Scott, when a man and a woman. <laughs> Um, so, so there's some depth there to tasting it. So sometimes just because you can't, doesn't mean that's what I meant by that silence. I hope it stays meant there's some depth there. Let me give you my perspective for doing this because I, for, for a while I was frustrated that when someone sits there and explains the notes, I'm like, why am I not getting it? Why am I not getting that? I am less on the notes and more on the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, and okay. That, and that's where you that's where you start. Yeah. And and then you, uh, it's uh, so. Smell, smell, and taste are our two strongest sense memories as a species. Mm. Smell specifically. So, um, if you you can you can smell a smell from your childhood, and you will if you smell it again while you're an adult you will have such strong memories of that particular smell, where you were, what you were doing, that sort of thing. That's even a a little bit of a, like if you're studying for a test, they say, you know, smell something you've never smelled before, spray a perfume that you've never smelled before, spray it again on the day of the test, and you'll do better on the test. That's science. 
Um, I don't know what the specific science no, is, but trigger trigger. Where exactly. were you when I was getting C's and D's, man? <laughs> Bobby, yeah. you, first off, your son, Mrs. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Bird, your son's failing and he smells like perfume. <laughs> right. So we don't know. Hey man, D for diploma, <laughs> you know, um, but uh, so, so the, these are some of our strongest sense memories. These are the things that our, our, our brain holds onto more than, and more than anything else. So it, it, it it really is all about the experience. Yeah. Um, at, at the end of the day, it's it's the the experience you have. If if you can't tell whether it's a you know it's a sherry note or a or a port note or whatever, that's fine. You should be drinking it. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously, that's fine. Yeah. It, it what it's it's almost like you'll 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 come across that experience, and then you'll. Re- there, there's a spot of your tongue that tingles a little bit, and then yeah. oh, that's that's this thing. That's yeah. that. That's ginger. That's this. That's that. Um, so while while Scott was, while Bobby was forcing Scott to add water and take a sip and be extremely awkward at gunpoint, <laughs> I was I was cheating and doing exactly the same thing, but pinning it all on Scott. What the little bit of water does for me um, on the nose to me, it, I actually got a little a little more of the ethanol on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did have to do the breathe through the mouth thing. Um, and I got a little more of that, uh, chocolate on the nose, the, what it did with the, with the, uh, the palate for me, I, I, I think I can agree that it, 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 you know, pushed the pepper aside a little bit. It really opened up the oak for me, like, like okay. a, a little more of a woodiness. So okay. like if, if you taste something that's a, a little more, a little more mellow, a little more earthy, then maybe that, that's sort of what you're getting at. The finish, the finish on this is I, I I love this. It's another one that kind of sticks with you, um, but it it doesn't stick with you with a burn. You know, it just sticks with it. I I haven't I haven't had a sip since I've been talking, which has been for I think forty five minutes at this point. <laughs> um, but it just it just sticks with you. I, to me, it's it's a lot of that just sort of chocolate, um, but not like not not like a real sweet chocolate, like 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 not like 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 a, a real real dark rich sort of chocolate. That. So so Bobby and I just did the hand put, yep. put a little bit in your hands, and that is where for the first, the chocolate came. Yeah, uh, that's where I got the dark chocolate. And that was the only thing I picked out personally, but that was, I got the dark chocolate. So the water's been in there for a little while. Okay. Right? You got the smell from your hands. Yeah. I want to blow your mind real quick. You taste that, dark cherries. <laughs> Doesn't taste wow. like dark cherries at all. Which coincidentally is the name of our band. Dark cherries. Okay. I, You're fired. I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> no. Well, and, and that's the, gra- not, that's the great, sure. that's the great thing about, uh, about tasting. If you don't, uh, I'm going to taste it again and see what I think of that. God, if we're tasting but the you, same, that's a problem. Yeah. That's flat. Yeah. Exactly. To be and, honest and, with you. Yeah, can't but, be that. I mean, it, if, if you, if you do I was going to say this, something stupid like you, bananas or something. If you do all, if you do all this and you don't taste what we are tasting, uh, with, with these things, that's fine. You know, yeah. because I'm, Scott's tasting different than what Bobby's well, tasting is different than what I'm tasting. We talked about it before. I've had pretzels and a piece of chocolate. What you, you know? Oh, sure, it's right. what you've eaten. It's yeah. what you've taken. Yeah. I'm going to read off the bottle real quick. Okay. I think it's really cool. Yeah, um, They kind of word it in a really nice way. Um, Abunad means the origin mm. in Gaelic. Ooh. Right? That's cool. It's a respectful toast to the Abalor family or founder, James Fleming. On this day, they produced tradition to the tradition of 19th century malts, matured exclusively in sherry butts. Specifically, Oloroso sherry butts. That's right. Ensuring a dark and luxurious and rich whiskey. Wow. And I think it hits all those notes. Wow. Absolutely. Here's the thing. So, I I talk a lot about, 
and I've heard a lot of people talk a lot, and I have a belief in a flavor of the whiskey comes from a lot of aspects. Uh, is that a word? Yes. Um, I'm just kidding. And a lot of it's, uh, some of it's the barrel. A lot of flavor comes from the barrel. Too much barrel is a thing. So you get a really old whiskey, you get a lot mm-hmm. of oak. Um, too young, you don't get enough of the barrel. You get more of the, you get more of the uh, grain, um, more from the, um, you know, the heart or the spirit itself. Um, so I think it's important to understand that this, the distiller, the mastery behind this, he put this, they put this in the barrel enough. Okay. And that's the difference between an age-stated whiskey, this is not, and a good whiskey. And not that they're two different things or whatever. Age is just, age is a marketing thing, to be honest with you. Um, It helps. Some people want to know how long versus whatever. But they're tasting this along the way. Mm. And depending on what the butt, or in this case the butt, or the barrel, or the cask, or whatever you want to call it, is doing to the whiskey as they taste it. When they say, this is done, this is done. Um and that's kind of the art of letting the whiskey, almost like watching your grandmother make a stew. You know what I mean? She's tasting as she goes. It's just the right recipe and everything else. The barrels are a big part of flavor because they're handpicked, right? Um, they judge the barrel by its look. They'll see the barrel, the, the coopers, the distillers will see the barrel and say, not that one. Mm-hmm. I want that one. Sometimes they take them apart and pick the staves they want versus, and they'll rebuild the barrel, use barrel pieces to make the perfect barrel for themselves. And if it's done right and the barrels picked correctly, you get an amazing whiskey that tastes like it should taste. Mm. So, yes, this is a sherry cask, you know, um, specifically an Oloroso sherry cask or a sherry uh, butt, but it's a specific one handpicked for them. And that's what I like about bourbon is specific. It's American oak. You know, we, we use American oak. People love American oak. Scotch loves American oak. It's very porous. It holds flavor well. You can keep you can keep your whiskey in American oak for charred American oak for as mm-hmm. long as you want, and you can come back and it's never going to be a miss. French oak, on the other hand, you know you got to be careful with it. You put it in there for too long, it tastes bad. It starts to gra- you know grab tannins and flavors you don't want. Um, so the art of picking a good oak barrel and size and how long it's going to be in there is specific to what you're trying to get out of the whiskey. This Avalor takes all of that because of its genius behind its flavor profile mm. and them picking the and to, to go back real quick to the the American oak. Um, Oloroso sherry specifically is usually aged in either American or Canadian oak, which are very similar. Um, I don't know all the exact details, but something about Oloroso sherry, Oloroso, uh, it's Spanish, um, but it's... Um, the Oloroso has some, the word Oloroso literally translates to smell or aroma or something like right. that. So it's a very aromatic sherry as opposed to other sherry. I, I don't know a lot about sherries, but, um, <clears throat> something in the, in the, in the, in the process, in the aging process of the Oloroso sherry specifically, it gets more exposure to the air and that sort of thing through the American oak, through the Canadian oak specifically, than maybe some other sherries are are going to get in that process. So at, at the end of the day, there, there's so many things that that affect the taste of your of your end product, your end product of your whiskey, um, and those things can come into play at any point in it. So you know this is finished in these in these Oloroso sherry. Um, butts, which is, you know, another word for you, you'll, you'll, you'll hear us say, butt, cask, barrel, 
a bunch of other things based on location, and, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and and mo- most of the difference in those sort of things is going to be just it's a the geographic size. distance. It's the size. So, sometimes it's a size. You're yeah. using a hog head. You're using a exactly. butt. You're using exactly. Exactly. They're, they're all just types of barrel. Oh, yeah. well, let's dive into it then. Yeah, let's let's do get it. right to it. Let's right. So it. types of barrels and it's segue. We 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 know we've just talked about the effects of that on on the on the Avalor, right? Yeah. Um. What 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 all is out there? Wow. Okay. Um, So first you got to start with the type of barrel, what it's made out of. And there's a lot of oak is kind of the consensus, right? That's what people are going, Mm -hmm. um, the census. That's what people are going with. Um, The in American oak specifically, it's, it's a tighter cell structure. It holds flavor a little bit better. Um, It's not as porous as some other um, oaks are. Um, And it's, it's just, and especially when it's charred, it, it gives you a lot of, tannins and vanillins and things that you that's why you know american bourbon specifically uh, only that i know of american bourbon is new charred oak barrels american new charred oak barrels mm-hmm. specific that kind of wood does a very specific thing now scotland played around with a, a long time with european oak french oak russian oak but it didn't achieve the flavors that they were looking for so most look for that american oak so there's your first standard then you talk about char char versus toasting there are some whiskeys out there that just toast. Okay. Quick flame, uh, wine barrels specifically. Um, you'll see them actually take a barrel and take a little bit of um, kindling, light it on fire, throw it in the barrel, and kind of turn the barrel and let the barrel char or um, char a little bit or toast a little bit. Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, you take a bourbon barrel, right? A new oak bourbon barrel. Literally, a flamethrower goes through this thing and mm-hmm. chars it um, almost to the degree of what they call um, uh, alligator, you know, char, yeah, which yeah. is that gives you that alligator like that scaling look. Yeah. Right, right, right. And depending on what they're trying to achieve is how much they'll char it. And charring a barrel is essentially the same thing as, I don't know, caramelizing onions. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going for, you're blackening the onions a little bit or a pepper on the stove. You know, you're blacking it, but you're not, the flavor's not coming necessarily from the black, it's coming from the line behind it. From right. the barrel, it's called mm. the red line, right? And from that, your hope is the whiskey. And these things are, got a stave. And for those that don't know, a stave is the pieces of wood that makes up a barrel or a cask. Um, same difference, but cask barrel, right? So they're about a quarter inch to a half inch thick, give or take, depending mm-hmm. on what type and size and everything, right? So the hope is the the, I think it's about three gallons on a traditional barrel of whiskey makes its way into the wood, wow. roughly. Wow. Right? It's, so, it's it's pretty significant. And that whiskey is literally churning in and out of it, taking flavor out of that red line, the line behind the char right. that's been caramelized. And there's where your flavor is coming from. So, bourbon strips away a lot of that flavor and vanillins and everything and leaves a very subtle flavor after it's finished and used yeah that's so i want to stop there for a second mm-hmm. because we talked about how the whiskey interacts with the wood right yeah. and it kind of strips away at that wood and what does that entail what is that giving back okay so because it is an interesting concept of give and take within the barrel you you take some I don't know. You can take rubbing alcohol, right, right, and put it on or or thinner paint thinner, and pour it on a wood surface, and then leave it there for a little while and come back and look at mm-hmm. it. And it's going to be full of sediment. It's going to be full of color. It's going to be full of 
all the pieces. It's going to have blended and mixed. It's going to strip and eat away almost acidically, right? And there's the chemistry. We get deep into that, um, which I'm not going to do because I'm not a chemist. Um, <laughs> we have Neil deGrasse Tyson you know for that. I mean? um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that a throwback joke? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess right. you have to listen to other episodes. Anyway, uh-huh. so literally what's happening is a couple of things are happening. A lot's happening inside this barrel. Um, there's evaporation happening. You know, the angel's getting Angel their share, share right? Share, yeah. um, there's whiskey soaking into the wood. Um, there's sediment and stuff being pulled. If you, when you take a thief, the tool used to take whiskey out of a barrel to test it, you know, they use hoses and stuff now, suction devices, but you take a thief to take, take out a sample to taste it. There's sediment in that thief. Mm. There's sediment in that whiskey there. It's not clean. It's, it's broken up and all chunky pieces in there. So it's literally stripping away and taking flavors. And then it's, it's, it's literally mixing yeah, into the you, ethanol and the flavor. Those yeah. pieces floating around in there are still flavoring flavor. the char, yeah. the red line. It's going into the wood and almost creating a circular kind of. And so much is happening. And then on top of all of that, there's no such that you know they're not climate controlling these yeah. these rickhouses, right? So the weather bourbon is created to go through in uh, whiskeys for you know all over the world are developed through seasons. So it cold to heat to spring to whatever that's all playing a big mm-hmm. part in what the woods just like a tree sure you know and how they cut the staves with the grain so that you know just like in the wild when a tree's growing and it's taking nutrients up its up its trunk same idea just like we talked about back in our origin series when we were talking whiskeys of the world and we got we got into the japanese area and and the different climates the high humidity all of those things um, yeah, think about that. As mm. we're talking about this, think of how that's interacting. Then I think about what they're doing with Jefferson's Ocean. And, but yeah, yeah. And now the next you, step. Now yeah. you add even more to that. But it, aside from the environment, uh, the motion, mm. because when these bows, of the ocean of the ocean, literally. <laughs> And that it's, comes from storing yeah. or, or shipping, rather. Right. But most of these barrels, right? Think about it. We were just talking about they're sitting still. Right. So, or, or are they? Well, so yes and no. Okay. So here's, so let's go to the beginning. You know, why are we using barrels to begin with? Okay. Okay. Why not jugs? Sure. You know, the Egyptians have been using jugs forever. Why aren't we using jugs? You ever, so I'm mass producing a product. You know, I can't have 70 billion jugs. I need to have a fraction of that. First off, 90% of the places when whiskey's becoming, you know, into evolving, it's illegal most places, right? So I need something that's easy to move. Sure. And rather than lift, I need something I can roll. Ah, wow. So wow. The, the literal shape of the barrel wow. has a lot to do with its that's transportation incredible. method. So I'm rolling this whiskey literally up into the ship, up into the transport sh- you know, transport device. Literally when whiskey or not whiskey's wine or ports would come off of a ship from France back in the day, years and billion, you know, years billions of years ago <laughs> when the world was new. Um Bobby's really bad. They would be rolled off. Yeah. (laughs) I have my skill sets and I don't. They were rolled off the ship and on at the harbor, they were taken out of the barrel and filled into a into a jug or something. So it was like a medium. It was only a source of of transportation. And then over time, when things were stored or hidden, and then we would taste it, the light bulb clicked. Mm. And people went, Wow, if this thing sits in this barrel for a little bit of time. That's amazing. 
it gets way better. I, I can. I always try to put myself back in those times, and like everything's an accident. Every once in a while, I wish you would go back to those. I times. know, I know. <laughs> right? Just come back and tell us. <laughs> but that can you imagine? Just uh, I, I, well, I can't imagine coming up with that, thinking, "Wow, if I just leave it in here even longer, right. what will it do?" Well, and so, so we're we're we're, ta- we're talking about flavors being pulled out of the oak, and you know what what what's the give and take there? Ob- obviously, you know, to go back to your earlier point. Obviously, something's being left in the oak, sure. you know, when when we're pulling flavors out of it, and that and that's why with uh, bourbons, which are you know that that's the first thing to go into the barrel is a bourbon. Bourbon has to be new oak, so that's why you get more of that oaky mm. flavor, more of yeah. those more of those woody flavors from bourbon than you get from a scotch. Scotch has to come from a um, from a used barrel, so that's why you're going to get a little bit of the flavor. Of whatever was being whatever was being uh, aged in that barrel previously, so uh, by by and large, um, scotch is being is being aged in bourbon barrels um, for the most part. Um, but then it's being finished in these. In I think these it other has barrels. to be. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. It. Um, so it's know it, yeah, it's yeah. being it's being finished in a lot of these other barrels, and the you know your your ports, your sherries. Uh, they're all leaving a, a little bit of that flavor that's, you know, sort of all come together behind that is just getting pulled out just a little bit. So I have for, a cool these other things. I have you a cool it. story. Can I tell you guys? I heard only if you start it once upon a time. Once upon a time. Yes. So um, as you guys know, I've talked about it a billion times. I met a uh, very cool individual, uh, Mike Wheeler of uh, a Penderin and um, which is a Welsh whiskey, mm-hmm. right? Um, amazing Welsh whiskey. I'm plugging them like they're paying us. <laughs> they're not, Mike. <laughs> um, but uh, yet, right? Anyway, so he tells it. He tells a cool story where they they have their their um, kelt whiskey, and uh, so he told this story at the tasting, which I thought was excellent and amazing. So they're getting their start right early 2000s. I think 2000 2001 they got started, and um, so as they go along, they're they're learning the ropes and they're figuring things out. And they've got this great guy from Scotland, this this doctor from Scotland who's helping them out. And he tells them essentially um, a big name in Scotland. They get him to come out, and they say he says, you know, I'm going to give you a recipe, follow it to the T. I'll check on you once or twice a week, and that's the end of it. So a day comes, they have to order their barrels and uh, their cask, and they say they on the list the 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 cask salesman comes and says you know pick from you know what are you what are you ordering and they're like you know how about the uh, maker's mark we'll take the maker's mark and he kind of you know are you sure these are the ones you want they look at the list yeah maker's mark that's what we want maker's mark great american bourbon so they get the maker's mark and they fill the whiskey and it ages for a few months and the gentleman comes out to test to check on them making sure they're good to go and uh they he he goes to nose it he barely gets it to his nose and he he has this off look on his face and then he uh, leans in, pulls the bung out of the barrel, smells it, and says, what did you guys do? Calls a couple of guys over and says, you know, roll the barrel. I want to see underneath. I got to see the label. So they roll the barrel. And they're like, you know, they're telling him, like, it's Maker's Mark. What's your, what, what are you looking yeah. for? And along the barrel, Lafroy. Whoa. Right. And they created this really cool wow. peated whiskey. Nothing was smoked no in peat, right? No grain was smoked in peat. That's not they're, they're their own thing. Um, they're not doing what the Isla is doing. They're not doing what Scotland's doing. They're their own thing. Accidentally oh. created this slightly, and Aaron said it, this note from this barrel, put it into their whiskey. Wow. And it won. I it mean, it won. won. I think it won. I think it, I, I think it was one of Jim Murray's um, 
top whiskeys in his whiskey That's Bible. Incredible. Yeah. Um, so cool. But this goes to show you how much you can get from a oh, used yeah. barrel and playing with it. I mean, bourbons, Madura, barrel, Madura port, um, most of your wines, uh, Caribbean cask. Yeah. I mean, your rum barrels. I mean, Belvini makes an amazing oh, Caribbean man. cask. That's right? amazing. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. And, it, and those hints of rum or hints of whatever or wine or port are just enough that just makes it gorgeous whiskey. Yeah. So we we definitely – we talked about kind of the standards. Is there anything out of the ordinary that we just don't expect, right? Um, we know about the sherry. We know about the uh, the port wine. Is there anything else out there that that is no? The, <laughs> well, there's 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 so much out there. There's no there's no sh- there's no shortage of um there's no shortage of uh I was ta- I was talking about I, I was talking about it on on another episode. Uh, you know some some dis- distilleries do a really good job of their flagship products. Some do a really good job of their experimental products. And there's so much experiment going on. Um, there is, uh, one, one of our local distillers, they took, um, literally some beer, uh, from a, from a brewery that didn't do well. Like it didn't sell well. It was not great. And they went and made a whiskey of it. They couldn't call it a whiskey because it was, um, it had gotten to the point where there were hops involved. Um, when, so, um, they couldn't officially call it a whiskey, but they basically made a whiskey out of a, out of a beer that, you know, didn't do well. Uh, And it was, you you have that one. I I bought that one for you, Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good. And so like, are we plugging them? There's all, there's all kind. we will, I mean, he'll be on the show at some point. Paint it safe. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Delaware whiskey, a Delaware distillery. Um, go see those Mike, my buddy, Mike and, uh, Ron, those guys, yeah, Ron, yeah. and those guys. I didn't forget you, Ron. <laughs> and uh, those guys are uh, doing a great job, and they're amazing. Absolutely. Oh my God, Absolutely. their sixth anniversary a whiskey just released. It finished in a wine barrel, it, and and that uh, that's that's a good example of a of a rye that I like because of how it was finished. Perfect yeah. example. I don't I don't yeah. like rye in general. In general, I don't know. I don't like rye, but that that's a, that's a solid rye. Um, uh, Christina, my wife, her her drink of choice is a is an old fashioned, and um, a, she she tells me I make them I make them really well. Um, hey. But her her drink of choice is an old fashioned made with rye, and her. Her go-to rye is a um, is a either a Basil Hayden's dark rye or a Basil Hayden's has a um, a limited release uh, Caribbean uh, Caribbean something or other rye with uh, finished in, in uh, rum barrels, and those are her two go-tos. And I made her one with the with the painted stave sixth anniversary rye, which is finished in the I, I forget Mike. I'm sorry, I forget which which red wine what the red wine was specifically that it was finished in. Um, like he's a ghost and he's right, haunting us. Right, right. And and he he finished it in, in those for like a year, right? A year in As, a wine barrel. A year yeah. in a wine barrel. And I made her one. A with blended that. wine. Yeah. Yeah. I I, yeah. I made her I made her a, an old fashioned with the um Harvest Ridge. With that. There you go. Off the top of your head. With that. Off the top, <laughs> of, the top of your head. Definitely didn't pull out his phone to <laughs> um and she and she was like, Wow, that's really good. It's like I messaged so, him before. Yeah, and finishing, we talk about finishing and there's you know, there's single cast double cast, triple cast. I mean, these guys can go guys and girls. I mean, there's some, I mean, 
again, Pendrin, yeah. all female distilling team. Oh, good team. point. Yeah. Good point. A, a distillery team. Wow. Yeah. Um, bravo. And I, I love to see that. I have a very strong independent wife. And, I believe you uh, mean I, brava. Brava. <laughs> brava. Yeah. God dang it. Aaron. Double cast, triple cast. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes one or two casks isn't enough. Just and so enough. you're going to finish it in a third or, you know, maybe you're going to blend, you know, a couple of casks that you're going to, you know, you'll have a 12 year, uh, 15 and an 18 and, and you blend those three and you make something amazing yeah. and different through different. Cas- really, there's no, I don't want to say there's no rules, but there's no variance there's no variance too strong for these guys and out there making there's whiskey. no limit no really. there's not there, there's not really a, there's not a and, yeah and i like bourbon a lot and I, I bourbon's amazing and bourbon's there's complexities i respect bourbon so much because of how difficult it is to be different mm. versus your scotches and your uh you know irish irish whiskeys are kind of doing the same thing right you know they they really about their pot stills you know that's kind of their mm-hmm. triple you know but um your your scotch specifically they have to be different and to have such a variety um from flavor and then you get globally right you see different flavors coming out of different things it's the grain mm-hmm. it's molecularly it's the uh it's the it's the uh it's the yeast right yeast flavors the grain and then picking the barrel in itself, the art. I made beer once, and I made it out of canned malt or whatever. You know, right. I threw it all yeah, in yeah, and yeah. followed it, and it tasted it tasted like beer. Then I made beer again, and I did it for my own grain that I had ground for me, and it wasn't as good because it's difficult mm. to pick and to nurture real ingredients and a barrel a cask is an ingredient and then picking where it came from and then what kind of wine or whatever but then where those barrels go when they're done right and and that is i feel like that's the really cool thing that's happening now is they do all of these things that you're just talking about with the barrels and then they go out to someone else which which uh which they use in their process and then they come back or go to somewhere else and it just keeps on going and the barrel keeps on giving that's great it's great sound Let me open up a bottle uh but it keeps on going for and so long and and, and it, the recycling of a barrel is amazing i mean you know used barrels are just easier for other people that don't have access and then finding american oak and then realizing what it can do and then mm-hmm. bourbon can only be made that means i get the privilege of having right so the more bourbon you drink the more great whiskeys and elsewhere how picky people they're being with oh it. my god right they will they literally walk out look at a barrel and go nope yeah. too ugly i don't like yeah. the way it's looking at me they're very picky and then not even the barrel and this is something i learned that i thought was epic now sometimes they'll take a barrel and they just use the whole barrel sometimes they tear these things apart clean the staves up pick the ones they want and then the coopers re you know repurpose and build this thing mm. for their sake the barrel is not everything but such a big part of the picture and then you have so many i literally i couldn't read off all the different barrels that they have to choose from from the different types of wines and beers and uh, as aaron was talking about um bourbons of course um there's a tequila version coming out so it's just it's a, it's amazing it's a very interesting time that we're living in yeah, in the world of barrel. I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Um, I think the point is that this is a topic that we're going to come up to, uh, come back with a lot in uh, different types of casks. And um, it, it just goes to show that there's so many different, there's so many different takes on casks, barrels, whatever you want to call it. Stay tuned. 
All right. Well, we definitely have a lot more to talk about on barrels and finishes in later episodes. But until then, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cast Chasers or drop us an email to podcast at castchasers.org. And you can help us spread the word by hitting the like and subscribe and leaving us a little review right there in your podcast player. So until next week, Cast Chasers, remember, it's not about finding the perfect dram. It's all in the chase.